0: You're not gonna say anything to embarrass us, are you? And I was just like, No. No. No, we're not gonna embarrass my boss. Make
1: it just another kind of free foam rock and roll. Make a goose solo, maybe wanna tap a toe. Just another kind of free foam rock and roll. Make a goose solo, maybe wanna tap a toe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Welcome back to PolkCast, Polk State's first official podcast where we are talking to staff and employees, um, faculty and staff about their hobbies that you might not know about. And today we have Mark Lilquist with us and he is Director of Purchasing. He oversees the college's business with outside vendors, contracts, procurement management and more. And his experience includes several years as a purchasing manager in the private sector before starting his decade-long career in higher education purchasing, first at the University of South Florida and then at New College of Florida, before joining Polk State in 2015. And what people may not know about Mark is that he is a Star Wars fanatic and uses his interest in the epic space opera media franchise for good. As part of the Star Wars costuming group 501st Legion, Mark participates in collective costume events and organized volunteer efforts, including fundraising, charity work, and more. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Good to be here. And so, oh, I didn't introduce us. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi.
2: I'm your co-host, Leo Bartholomew.
1: And so we have Mark here today. And before we get into the fabulous work that you are doing with 501st Legion, um, tell us first where your fascination with Star Wars came from. Um, When did this all start for you?
0: It started well before most of the listeners, I'm going to say, were born in 1977 when my parents took me to see Star Wars for the very first time in Chicago and it was an instant hook between the action and the space battles and everything that just went on on the big screen. I was just blown away as a little kid and it's... Continued from there, including every year when the new Star Wars film came out in 1979 and then 1983. I was just there. I saw them all in the theater. Um, I've camped out at midnight to see them opening release nights when the prequels came out. Um, And more recently, I've seen special sneak screening previews of the newer ones that have come out well before they're actually released to the public. So... Uh, it's it's a great way to see them all, and that's what my interest has started, and it's just continued to grow and grow. And then joining the legion just amplified everything.
1: Mm-hmm. What drew you into Star Wars at first?
0: Mostly the characters and the story, I think, is what it was. It was you know back in the when I was younger, it was just it was action, it was space creatures, it was you know laser fights and spaceships, and and then as it Progressed um, when the prequels came out, it grew into more of the story of the the epic um, uh, tale of Anakin Skywalker, if you will, and that's ultimately what the story is all about. It's his rise and his downfall, and it's 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 one of your um, I believe they said Homer's Iliad. It's one of those tragic tales, you know, classic Greek mythology. It follows it. So it's it's it just really interesting to follow and watch, and that's where it started from in the beginning. Was just your your love of that type of movie and science fiction movies, and then from there you developed the a bond with the characters, um, and you had your favorites and you had the ones that you didn't like. And what I find now that's just so extremely interesting is that I am acquaintances and can basically call a few of the actors that I idolized when I was a younger child that I have now met and am friends with. And whenever I see them, they, they recognize me, remember who I am, and we have a good old time. So it's 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 a lot of fun.
2: Did you have a crush on Princess Leia? Actually, no. Really? No. It's usually, I, I don't know. I just hear that through the grave.
0: Yeah, a lot <laughs> like of people... Prince, I should probably be <clears throat> the only girl in the whole movie. Yeah, a lot of people did, um, you know, and it was... It was really good to see a, you know, back before people really, you know, started acknowledging it to have a strong female lead in Mm -hmm. there, um, and it was it was interesting, and then to see when you know going from there when the prequels came out, and then you had um, Natalie Portman's character, which was Padme Amidala, which you had another strong female lead. So it was it was quite interesting to see this all come about before it actually became more pronounced in movies and and media and everything now so you know but yeah no i never really did have a have a crush on a, uh on on lay i've I've met her but she's very nice well was very nice but um a lot of fun a yeah,
1: lot cool. of fun
0: but um yeah it's it never had a crush on her though
1: is that a princess leia tattoo on your arm though
0: Yes, the reason I have a Princess Leia tattoo on my arm is because my niece, who's also part of the uh, our costuming group, she's part of our sister organization, which is called the Rebel Legion. They're the Jedi's and the good guys, whereas we're the bad guys who do good. So you've got she's part of that costuming organization, and she does some other costumes as well. But she basically does that particular costume, and so it's kind of a tribute to to her.
1: Very cool. So I love the motto "Bad Guys Doing Good." So can you explain that a little bit? Um, Talk about what 501st Legion is.
0: The 501st Legion is a worldwide costuming organization that does charity support work. That's one of our aspects. We will go to conventions and we do our own convention, um, which are called celebrations. Um, We have one upcoming next year in Chicago. Um, we had one two years ago or three years ago, uh, I believe it was two years ago, in um, Orlando. Um, lately, they've been flopping back and forth between Orlando and Anaheim, so it's been going back and forth, but this year, they decided to make it for 2019 in Chicago. Um, but we do our costuming groups, and um, we do different events that people can sign up for if they go to the, the 501st Legion's website. They can go to fill out a request for appearance and it goes on a forum site for all of us that we have access to. And if you have time and you can, you don your costume, say you're going to go and you go and you do the event. Um, We don't get paid for any of this. This is our charitable contribution of our time and our effort and our dollars to build these costumes, which are all screen accurate costumes that uh, have to go through a rigorous process. approval process, including if we do events for, let's say, Disney or any of the professional sporting arenas for, on behalf of Lucasfilm, we have to be approved on a higher standard level from Lucas. They, they actually review our costumes. Um, so we also will do, like I said, charity support events for like Give Kids the World uh, Make a Wish Foundation, any number of different charity hospital events, uh, breast cancer walks. So it's not only for kids, but it's for anybody who requests us to come out. Um, you know, and it it does it does a lot of good for a for you to give back in a way because you're you're giving back to the community, you're giving back to the 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 people that are there, and if they're you know, they have children there, you're, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, let's make it really nice for the children and the children and smile and enjoy rather than just being there at an event for their mommy or daddy or, or whatever. Um, but it's, it's it's rewarding is what it is. And, you know, the, the Legion does a, a lot of it. Um, we've raised uh, quite a few dollars to, to say on our own and as indirect costs or not costs, indirect charity totals that we've helped bring in for different events, um, go into the millions. Um, so it's, it's really nice. Um, you know, one of the favorite things to do is the, the, the Christmas parades and then the stuff like that, where you get to don your costume with lights and stuff. And, you know, you march, and you know everybody's waving and whatnot. And this year was our first year um, of doing the Pride Parade in St. Pete, so and we got a, a humongous positive response from from going out and doing That's that. Awesome. So it was it was really nice. So,
2: um, so would you say that the Lucas Foundation right is more strict than OCPA? when it comes to branding standards, or is OCPA above and beyond?
0: No, Lucasfilm has you guys beat hands down, and, and, <laughs> and at that, so does the mouse.
1: Oh, I'm wow. joking. That...
2: See? Tell everyone, is not that bad.
0: Oh, I don't say that at all.
1: <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your costume that you have, um, what the process was like of putting that together, or where you got the pieces and parts.
0: Well, you say costume. See, there's a first mistake. There should have been an S on the end of that oh, one.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs>
0: costumes. Um, I have a total of five different wearable costumes that I have. Um, I also have two that are in the works. And I have a fully articulate um, lights, sounds, remote-controlled R2-D2 unit. Okay. Okay. And I'm in the process of building what's called a mouse droid, which is another small, remote-controlled droid that's seen in the Star Wars films. Um, When you decide on whatever costume it is or what your favorite character is, there's a reference library that's online on our Legion's website. When you go to that Legion's website, it tells you what's required, and it gives you specifics on which costume piece is needed to fulfill that requirement for that costume. On our forums that I had spoke about earlier, when you're signing up for an event, there's also build build threads. You can go in there and you can find people that have either sourced or have built or will help you build your own of any one of the pieces that you need. It, it, it's kind of an extensive network, if you will. The next step is once you get it done, we're all put together. These are all built by you. You can pay somebody to do it that's in the Legion to help you, but everybody usually asks you, uh, you know, you know, do it yourself. It's a learning experience. It's, it's, it's that way you know the costume. If something breaks on it, you know how to put it back together and everything. Um, but once you get it built, then you have to submit it for approval. And that's where I go back to that whole standards that we have. And the standards are pretty strict. And, you know, we've got our, what we call, um, our, our, our the costuming guy. He's got a title of GML, I believe is what his title is. Um, his name is Chad. Um, he's actually a radio disc jockey over in Tampa. And, um, He's a great guy, and but boy, he, he's, he's, he's very meticulous with this. And it's, it's a good thing because the standards are so high. So um, once you get it approved, then you actually get it added to your roster or you get what they call a Legion ID number if you don't already have one. Um, we have so many members in this. When I started, they were four-digit numbers, and all the four-digit numbers were pretty much almost gone now we're into the five-digit numbers, wow. and I hear all of those are almost gone, and we're about to go to six-digit numbers. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and all the different combinations in thereof, and it's it's ridiculous. But That's once you get an ID number, it's yours for life. Wow. Yeah. So, it's kind of a neat thing yeah. to have your own number forever and ever.
1: Yeah. So, what characters are your costumes?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Um, it's a bridge crew officer it's a um, reserve pilot then it's a the tie fighter pilot um, which is kinda one of my more favorites um, I have a Tusken Raider uh, my wife actually has a female Tusken Raider she does this with me she also has a tie fighter pilot costume then I have what's called uh, the Red Guard the Royal Guard which Uh, I lovingly refer to as the Crayola. Um, But he's the Emperor's Royal Guard. He's the big red guy that just kind of stands off on the sides and doesn't really do anything. But it's a lot of fun to stand there really, really, really still. And kids will come up and be like, is it real? Is it real? And then you move at them real quick and they jump six feet backwards. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, it's it's a hoot. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I have the R2-D2 unit. Um, The other is in the works. And then I have a... um, Kashik Trooper, which is from the Wookiee home planet, um, that's in the works, as well as what's called a Sith acolyte, which is from the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic video game. Cool. So,
2: I think Madison would make an awesome Princess Leia. Oh gosh, don't you think so? Which version? <laughs> uh, two.
1: <laughs> she doesn't know. What I that think means. I would.
2: I would be the good mud puddle. Okay. <laughs> what's What's his name? Um, the
0: Wookiee, like the Chewbacca.
2: No, not Chewbacca. The furry one? Not a furry one. He's like a mud puddle.
0: Oh, Jabba the Hutt. Yes.
1: I thought no one liked him. I like him.
0: (laughs) No, Jar Jar Binks is the one nobody likes. That's the
1: one I'm thinking of.
0: Oh. I love Jar Jar Binks. I actually have a costume I do for him. Really? I did it in the Christmas parade in Pinellas Park two years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I got a huge... Round of ovation for that one because nobody had seen it before. So you'll have to send us some pictures so we can attach picture. it. I have okay, a we'll picture have send of us it. That picture. Yes, there's one picture only of it. That sounds great.
1: Well, you had sent some pictures, and I think there was one of the R two D two with a child.
0: Yes, the child was that was taken at the Shriners Hospital in Tampa. Okay. And they had a open house kind of reunion for all of the kids that had been at Shriners to come back and to visit and everything. Um, that little boy is just amazing. He always dresses up in a superhero costume. I've seen him several times over and over again. Um, and he's just, he's very energetic and alive and, you know, he's, he interacts with all of us very well and he's just a sweet little kid.
2: You can tell like in his eyes, just the amazement of like, you know, it's like the fiction coming to life. Like his, it's, it's a really neat photo.
0: Yeah. It's, it's nice to, to when you do this, it's, you get that same look in adults' eyes too sometimes, you know? So it's like, you know, you, it doesn't make a difference if it's old, older people that, you know, are, oh my goodness. Or if it's, you know, younger kids that are just blown out of their mind that that's on the screen. Oh, here it is in real life. Right. That's awesome.
1: I'm sure you've had a lot of moments that were touching or you know mm-hmm. particularly special. Are there any that stick out in your mind of stories of people you've encountered or moments that were special?
0: There was at that same Shriners event that the um, that the little boy in the wheelchair was at. There was a, a another young lady, um, and her name is Marina, and I'm actually friends with her mother on Facebook through this little encounter, and she was brought over and rescued from, uh, Europe, uh, and brought over. And she had, um, some issues where she was a double amputee. Um, and she was in her wheelchair and I had my R2 unit and I was driving him around. The R2 unit, I rounded a corner, caught the leg funny on him and it bent the leg backwards on an angle to the point where the whole droid was leaning and listing to the right. And I was afraid that I was going to do more damage to him. And I needed to get him back into our room so that I could either address it or just park him until I could take him home and repair him. Right. Well, in the process of trying to get him back to the room, this young lady is wheeling up behind him. And she's been trying to get me to stop so she can get pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And I finally was able to stop. Thanks to two of our other members who let me know that she was desperately trying to get a picture with him. And when I spun him around, she was like, well, asking him questions and interacting and talking to him, not to me, talking to the droid. And I can make him talk back to you via various sound effects. And then I told her, I said, well, I have to take him into the back room because he's hurt his leg and I have to repair his leg. The little girl actually said, and I'm going to paraphrase because this was about two years ago. She actually said, oh, no, I hope he's OK. I'm going to wait right here until he's all better. Thank goodness some of our members told me later on that they had helmets on because they started to well up Aww. with with tears from that little girl. And so I thanked her and I him straight back into the room. One of my friends, Ed, was in the room. And Ed is a, we call him the tank. And I said, Ed, I'm going to pick him up. I said, I need you to try to bend this leg back as best you can. I got to get him back out there for this little girl. I can't let her sit out there and think that, that he's injured.
2: Right. And
0: so Ed, being the tank, literally bent that leg back into position. And I was able to, within 10 minutes or so, bandage him enough to get him back out there so she could see that he was okay. And so that was the the nice event. But That's other adorable. things that just make you laugh is when you take them to conventions and whatnot, little kids will actually come up to you and start telling you things to the droid. Right. They will have conversations with it, and then they will tell you things that their mommy and daddy were saying and having an argument or something <laughs> like that. And I don't know why my mommy and daddy did that. that, that, that. And you're just sitting there going, if I had a little GoPro <laughs> camera installed That'd in him great. so that I could w- listen to this and record all this this would be the best thing ever but sadly I'm not going to do that
1: but <laughs> that it's adorable, it's really that. cute to
0: see the little kids come over and interact they they that that total that total belief of that that's a that is R2D2 and that that, that is you're having a conversation with that actual unit um rather than you know where's the guy with the remote control you right. know so it's, it's nice. It really, it, it it's fun. It makes for a lot of good stories. And then I have other stories which I can't disclose. Not not via being recorded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that story about the little girl is the sweetest thing we've heard on the podcast yet. So, it's so awesome. Yeah, she's
0: she's yes. actually I keep in touch with her mom every so often, and you know she's doing really well. And R two actually sent her a Christmas card last year Aww. where I made him do he sang We Wish You a Merry Christmas and all R2 D Two beeps and I had him holding up a sign that said Merry Christmas Marina and he sang to her for Christmas and I got a very nice heartfelt thank you back from that one. So That is precious. That's so
2: sweet. Oh can you imagine being a kid? Like I think of that too, you know, think of if you think you gotta message from your character or, like, how great, how real and special. That's Mm
1: -hmm. awesome. Um, Is there any other organizations that you work with through 501st Lesion? Um, Any other hospitals that you visit or any charity events that you guys do that you would want to mention?
0: We, as far as the charity groups, um, hospitals, it's, you know, we do work with, um, I believe it's pronounced Nemours, Hospital. It's over in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, our Orlando-based group, because we have different groups per region. Okay. Um, and like we're the Tampa Bay squad group, and we cover here in Polk County, mm-hmm. all the way to Tampa, all the way down to, I think, Port Charlotte, and all the way up to almost Crystal River. It's kind of a large area. Then we have our Makazi group, which is our Orlando-based group, which they cover pretty much that midsection of the entire part of the state. Then we have our Everglades squad, which covers the south end of the state, all the way down to the Keys. And then we have a squad seven group, which covers most of the Panhandle, um, not Panhandle, excuse me, Jacksonville, going up towards Tallahassee area. And then there's one smaller group called Parjai, which is up in the very Panhandle by Pensacola area. So we are one of the largest, what they call garrison, which were the Florida garrison. We are the largest garrison of in the five oh first. California used to be ahead of us, but then we took them over. The only one I believe last time I looked at numbers, the last garrison that was only bigger than us was Germany and that was the entire country of Germany. That's awesome. So it's it, it's kinda nice. But going back to your question of hospitals, you know, we do um uh, the all children's over in St Pete, you know, with the Nemours like I said. Um, you know, we do all sorts of stuff like that. We do Toys for Tot Drive okay. Um where we go out at 5.30, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and we meet um in the past we have met in Magic Ninety Four Nine out there and we have done their event with them and filled up, you know, ten or eleven box trucks full of tro- full of toys for the kids for Christmas. Where well, we're out there all day long with the Marines doing this. Um I believe the the other one that we've done is the beat I believe is now I've mentioned my friend Chad who's the 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 costume guy Um, he works for the beat and he's we've done toys for tots last year with them out there at their event Um, so you know it's it's nice to do the the drives to you know to bring in the stuff that's needed. Um, We do the hospital troops. We take our own set of toys that we're either gifted through an organization or that our members have. Or we go out and buy and we take those gifts and we'll wrap them up. And when we go do hospital troops, um, especially when it's during Christmas and whatnot, we actually take a wrapped gift and we give it to one of the kids so that, you know, Star Wars characters come into their room. and You know, um, we'll give the gift to the kid and, you know, can't go home for for the holidays. So it's, it's, it's like I said before, it's really rewarding to, to give back. That's, that's the main part of the whole thing. So that's awesome. um,
1: What drives you to want to do this? And what, why did you want to do it for starters to begin with?
0: Well, quite some years ago, I was really, really, really sick. And I also have a prosthetic leg. And I was 3 days away from death is what my doctor told me after the surgery. I was that far gone. How old were you? At 29, wow, something like that. I don't remember it's a while ago. And the the amount of support that I got and you know the different people wanted to come out and help and everything is I figured this was a good way to give back. Um, you know, when I got into this, I had a dear friend of mine that I had known since high school who did this to start with. And I would get in contact with him and he is amazing. He built the snow creature from Empire Strikes Back that knocked Luke down off of his little tauntaun and tried to eat him. Um, we call him Rusty. Um, but he built that character and after much pestering, uh, Jeremy's his name, Jeremy helped me get into this and I've been doing it ever since. That's awesome.
1: Really cool. How long have you been involved with 501st?
0: Eight years now, I believe.
1: And how often are you going out and participating in these things? Is this like an every week thing or...
0: When you first start, you're so excited to do it. Or when you get a new costume, you're so excited to do it. So you're usually going out. There's events almost every weekend. And, I mean, you can really run yourself ragged, you know, doing this. But, like I said, it's rewarding. Um, Over the years of doing it, I've had to slow down for, you know, health reasons or time constraint reasons and whatnot. But, you know, I'd say at least maybe once or twice a month. I'm doing some sort of an event where we're dressing up or we're doing something, um, but you know and some of them can be very short events and others can be quite long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right now with it being so hot outside here in Florida, oh, yeah. um, it's you don't really want to overdo it because of um, heat exhaustion, right. so you know it's it, but yeah if you wanted to do something just about every weekend there's something going on
1: will you tell listeners how they can get involved?
0: There's two different websites. One of them is the the main Legion site, which is uh, 501st.com. That's where the costume reference libraries are. That's where it tells you more about what the the Legion does. Um, It also tells you about um, how you can basically get involved and which which divisions you would fall underneath or where you can land and everything. Um, If you're want to be more on the local level we are our group is called the fl501st.com we're the florida 501st.com and there's our events page is on there where you can see where we're going to be So in case you want to just go see our costumes and what we're going to do um there's pictures that are posted that our webmaster puts up from previous events um and that also is a really good place for information to go um but the main costume reference libraries and everything are on the 501st.com, not the Florida version.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to add?
0: I would say, May the Force be with you, but that's the Rebel Legion.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me. Make
1: it funky! Just another kind of free foam rock and roll. Make a goofy soul and maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free foam rock and roll. Make a goofy soul and maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo!